Hello everyone, I'm your Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellent sales career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe, where we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their wins and much more. Let's dive in. So today our guest is Daphne Thompson and uh, she is a founder of uh, Catch the Beat that's mainly business development and helping women entrepreneurs and she's also a LinkedIn trainer and she's consultant digital marketing expert so welcome Daphne thank you so much Saliga thank you for having me on the show can you tell about yourself to the audience yeah of course so i started my entrepreneurial journey about 7 years ago when i was the business development specialist or business development manager at a digital marketing firm and i got fired i spent about i went to 50 interviews and i could not get one job or one role and then i decided screw this i have knowledge i can do this let me just do it for myself instead of for someone else so i started catch the beat and it was digital marketing agency i had my laptop and the knowledge that i have and i just started So from then onwards it grew to a phenomenal six figure business which was great a team of between 12 and 15 depending on the the project that we were working on it was amazing and then straight after that ma'am we moved to Japan and um there was two weeks before the borders closed and within 30 days that all the borders closed i lost each and every client that i had every single one So that was very much like fetal position in the bathroom not really knowing what to do what's happening and then um, out of that birth so much potential and so much actual amazingness because all of a sudden the world opened up it wasn't just local anymore it became a global platform and out of Japan birth catch the beat um 2.0 the better version the bigger version where we only serve international clients we grown exponentially since the time that basically covid hit and now where we have a team literally in portugal and south africa and china and everywhere in the world we serving international clients and the best part of all of this it also birth superwoman entrepreneurs where we are a global community of entrepreneurial women that have lived it that talks what they walk and they are a community to help other entrepreneurs right now other female entrepreneurs specifically to build a an all-rounded community to build your business and your entrepreneurship um, i was just talking to Sariga straight before the show started about how it really takes a village to be successful you do need people around you you do need a successful mentor you do need someone that has been there before that knows what it is you don't live long enough to make all the mistakes yourself and it's kind of a waste of time right so learn from the people that have been there get around the right people so superwoman entrepreneurs is a community of entrepreneurial female women that all run more than six figure businesses they are there to help so please do have a look google our superwoman entrepreneurs we'd love to invite you to our community it is just it's phenomenal and that taliga is one of these absolutely phenomenal women that is outstanding and trying to make a difference for other female entrepreneurs to really make an impact into the business world. So what do you think uh, if a woman wants to be a super woman entrepreneur what is the key thing is so important relationship 
without a doubt, it really is relationship. It's who you're connected to, who are the people around you. So even if you want to be a phenomenal salesperson, sales start out of relationships. If you don't have a relationship formed with someone, it's very, very difficult to actually just make a sale. I always try and and explain this this way. So even if you are online, right, there's a specific journey that needs to follow. So think about a normal human relationship. First time when you, you see someone, it's usually like eye to body, eye to eye. Then it's hand to hand, hand to shoulder, hand to back. And that's kind of how a relationship is formed, even in a friendship, right? That's how relationships are formed. And in business, what happens a lot of times is they skip the relationship part. And they go straight into like, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. And you miss out on the lifetime value of that person. That's why we want relationship. So if you go online, the first thing is when you start people to to view you like the eye to eye or eye to body part is you literally see them on Facebook, Instagram, Google, LinkedIn. What is the content that you put out? And again, in a normal human relationship, when intimacy grows or when the relationship grows, you start talking, right? So how do you talk online? You talk online via commenting, sharing reading the blog, forwarding the blog. What is it? It's that communication. And that's where relationships are built. Following up with an inbox message, following up with another touch point. We need to have that follow-up to build authentic relationships. And yes, there are ways that you can automize it to make it more volume-based. But the key aspect is still, what is the message that needs to go out? After they've now engaged with you, now you need to, otherwise you stay in friend zone. No one wants to stay in friend zone. What do you do to get the relationship to the part where you can actually sell them? Well, you need to get their contact details, right? So what's the exchange of value to get the email address, their number, a normal human relationship? That would be, hey, can I have your number? Let's go have coffee again. Or let's go watch a movie. Let's go watch a game. Let's just talk. But you need that exchange in order for someone to be excited about your relationship because you want a conversion, right? So online... When you've now been aware of someone, when they've engaged with you, when you've got a, we call it like subscription, the value exchange of getting their contact details. Sometimes that is giving your email address on e-commerce stores and you get 15% off your first purchase. That's a value exchange. Give me your email address and I give you my ebook. Value exchange. What is that? Because that's a subscription stage. When they've done the action that you wanted them to do, that's a conversion. A normal human relationship Hey, do you want to go for coffee? Yeah, sure. Meet up the next day and have coffee. That is a conversion. They did the action that you wanted them to do. Now, go on from there. They need to be excited about this. If you want a relationship to go on, that person after the coffee needs to go, that was really nice. Yes, I want to see that person again. Yes, that game was so much fun. But you need to have a positive emotive connection to after this. When they've read your ebook, wow, I want to know more. When they've purchased your product and they had 15% off that was really nice and it was delivered on time value exchange for them to get excited because the minute you get someone to be excited about the relationship that you're forming not the product that you're selling not the coffee that you drank the relationship that you're building then you can actually give them your core offering so in a relationship normal human relationship a core offering would be hey we're best friends now it has built over time Hey, let's engage now. I think this, I want to take my relationship to the next level. Whatever the next level is of your relationship. Hey, I want to introduce you to my family. I want to introduce you to my group of friends. That next level, that's basically your core offering. So a e-commerce store, is it a subscription-based? Is it a high-ticket item? 
in services? Is it retainers? Is it ongoing? What is your core offering? Because every time you give a core offering, there's only four ways that anyone can make business or make money in any form of way. And that's either you need more leads, you need more customers, you need to increase the frequency that your customers are purchasing from you, or you need to increase the profit that you make per person that purchases from you. If you can only increase one of those, you've already had a, a four times, four X, basically, of what you could potentially earn. If you could do increase all of them or just double them, that's already a 16 times increase of what you're currently earning. So, so now just to recap, in a normal relationship, what is it needed is relationship, right? From awareness to engagement to subscription to conversion to excitement to your core offering. And now afterwards, you need to still make sales, right? So now we want them to be your advocates. That is the time in a normal relationship when someone posted on Facebook and saying, hey, we have this game together. Oh, drink our glasses and take a picture of the wine that we're drinking because that's promotion, right? We want our customers or our clients to post on our behalf. That's the best sales technique there is because then they become your promoters. They become your sales agents. And that's kind of the relationship that you want to build with someone in order to truly, truly make that sale and that lifelong value increase that you want from a customer. Never have the first instant gratification as your end goal. You need to have the lifelong value mindset because that's how you make a lot more money than instant gratification. Yeah, I think uh, very first time we have talked about a relationship so much. So much is there to, to talk on relationship, I believe. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, just think about it, how you and me met. You saw something that, that you heard a podcast where I was speaking somewhere else. You liked what you heard, so you got excited about that. That was the awareness part. You got aware of me from a different podcast. Engagement, we started communicating. You asked me out on a date, figure out tea speaking. We met. Cool. I got excited after I met you. All right, now, so we got a conversion there. Now we are in the core offering, which you wanted me to speak on your show, right? The same strategy and the same pathway works for every relationship, whatever your end goal might be. And who knows, after this, now we're trying to ascend. So how can we increase our business in that four possible ways? Do we want to do an ongoing podcast? Do we want to create a book together? Do we? What is the next thing that could possibly lead out of this? Behind every opportunity is a conversation. And that is kind of how this works. So everyone that says, what is the most key thing about sales? It's not the closing. No, it's not the tie downs. It's not the type of wording that you use. It is the relationship that you're building. Yeah, I think that's the base. I see while talking, it's not only relationship important, only in sales. Everywhere the foundation to be success, it's all relationship, right? Even a family, even in a, everything, right? Definitely. If you want to be successful, I've been reading this book called Business Principles of the Bible from Rabbi something. But the, what he says in the book is there's an imbalance if you excel in one aspect of your life only, which means if you're only excelling in your business, there's an imbalance. And that's why you usually have to be unhappy because there's an imbalance. Anything where there's an imbalance in life creates frustration, stress, anything like that. So if you are not putting also effort into your personal life, into your relationships, into your kids, into your nutrition, into your health, the same way as you're putting into your business life so that everything excels together, there's an imbalance. And it's like you're limping. You have one amazingly strong leg and one leg that's 
like Dr. House that he can't stand on. It doesn't work. You can't move forward. And uh, one thing I want to know. So now we talked about how to create awareness, how to start engaging, how to generate leads, gratification. Now the next comes is follow. All right. So statistically wise, 60% of all sales are actually made on the 12th follow up only. So what happens quite a bit specifically with new sales agents and people that don't have the relationship mindset is that they go an outreach, they do probably a cold call and there's nothing else. Then you will stay a cold call. You will stay that irritating person on the other side of the phone. But if you have relationship building in mind of going, hey, I want to build a relationship with this person in the long run. What does it need to do that? Well, you need to have at least 12 touch points afterwards. Statistically wise, otherwise you leave 60% of your sales on the table. So how much money are you actually leaving on the table? If you just take $10,000 as your target per month, you leave 60% of that on the table. That's that's $6,000. Six times 12, $36,000 that you're leaving on the table on a yearly basis. Like like over five years, that's kind of a big amount of money that you could probably do something with. So why risk it by not following up? So what are the different touch points that you can do? Well, the first thing is usually whatever your outreach method is. If it is a Facebook message, a LinkedIn message, if it is a comment or a a post or or something on someone else's page, the bottom line is still they need to be aware of you. Same journey that we're following. Now that they've gotten aware of you, what other touch points can you have? For example, you made a cold call to them. They didn't answer or you left a message or something. You can follow up with an email. You then send them a LinkedIn message. You friend request them on Facebook, you send them a text message, all of these things in spaced out periods. So it doesn't look like you are a freaky stalker, but make sure that there are these different touch points that you can look at. When they have, for example, had a a meeting with you, but it hasn't converted into an actual sale or a core offering that you want, what then? Again, what is your automated follow-up that you need? And yes, it can be automated. The bottom line is you need to be at a touch point for the person. And that is all where content comes in. I know there's lots of different mindset about automation versus authentic and, and actually writing the emails yourself. My point is you need volumes also to make proper sales. Sale All sales is type of a numbers game. So if you don't have the volume and you can't convert it, then yeah, it does make your life very, very difficult. And automation increases that likelihood of yours to actually make a sale. So what CRM are you using? If you use something like Prospect Rocket, Twilio, whatever the different CRMs are, Zoho, all of these CRM systems do have a email automation integration somehow. Email is still since I think 1972, I think, or 1979 or something. Email is still the very best conversion method since it was invented. But it is about the content. It is about how you approach them. It is about what you say in the subject line. Content is king. It really, really is. So now you've got your call. You had a call. Your CRM goes. It sends its first email outbound. All right. It, it sends that. What does it say? How does it approach the person? What is the, the conversion rate? What is the open rate? Okay. Data is really, really important. You need to have data to identify where your issue and your follow-up is. If you don't have the data, I'd strongly, strongly suggest learn how to use the analytics that all of these platforms are actually giving you. Come to me and I'll show you how. The next thing is then when you've sent your emails, when is your next follow-up email going? In that, also, what is the value that you are giving? All follow-ups should be 80% value, 20% sales. And the value isn't what you think is valuable. It is what your clients 
will see as valuable. And in return, it needs to be something that doesn't cost you anything. So it is perceived value. What is that perceived value that you are giving to that other person that they want to get back in touch with you? All right, so now you've sent two emails. Is your next reminder on your follow-up maybe a Facebook inbox message? Next follow-up from there is a text message. Next follow-up from there could be a LinkedIn message. Next follow-up from there could be another phone call. You need to create something that is manageable and sustainable for you because you need to do this. There, yes, we get VAs. I fully understand that. But you still need to be able to understand how this works and what works for you to give them the exact, for lack of better words, scripting or the exact template that you need to them to communicate with and how to communicate with. So you kind of do need to go through this process yourself first to see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And that takes a little bit of trial and error. You do need to put some time, money, and effort into this in order to see the results that you want. It's not an overnight success. So the follow-up in itself is work on about a minimum of 12 touch points. We currently have 52 touch points that we put in place, and we've realized that some of our conversions only convert literally 12 months later, and that's okay. I'm still making the sale. And that I know for a fact that when I get on a sales call with that person, the sale is already made. Now it's just a question of, are we a good fit for one another? It's no longer a conversation of, you need this. I don't have to convince them of anything. The sale is made beforehand. Now it's just literally, what am I having a good fit for each other? That's what the conversation is. And that's kind of how the follow-up also helps. It helps warm up your, your lead in a way that this is no longer a question. This is just a, a how or a when. That's what you want to do in your follow-up. So how and when? It means a how to go forward when to get the order something like that yeah it's no longer should i do this yes i should i'm like how do i do this well i want to do the seo service or i want to do the consulting service that's how i want to do it but it is no longer a should i do it that's the key that the sale has been made beforehand not while you're on the sales call okay so before uh, the follow-up the beginning of the closing is before right the beginning you um, remember, when you have some kind of lead already and you've got their contact details, that's when the follow-up starts. Mm. So it, it can be after an actual sales call. It could be at, after a specific just outreach message. It doesn't really matter when that actually starts. It, the key is the 12 touch points. And it can be after a sales call, as, as mentioned, or it can be as you outreach someone. A cold lead into a warm lead. Mm. Okay. My question is like follow up. How often we should do? Is there any specific time gap or depends? Yeah. It, it really, I can't tell you that because every audience is different. You know your demographic a lot better than I can ever do. So if it is something small like Christmas is coming and it is under a hundred dollars, I would kind of follow up quite aggressively. If it is a longer period like a trip to Vegas in February, then I would tend to not follow up that aggressively. I will still go my touch points, but not as aggressively. So it does depend on the price point. It does depend on the target audience. It does depend on the ticket item. It does depend on quite a little different things. That's why the entrepreneur or the sales agent, they need to go do this thing themselves to figure out what works for them. Also very much personality orientated because if you are not a, a very typical driver personality, you are more of an amiable, for example, that aggressive, continuous persistence is usually not associated with your personality. So what would be? 
a little bit more time in between, a little bit more of a, a softer approach. The bottom line is the strategy still stands and the stat still stands. 60% of sales are made at the 12 touch points, the 12 followers. How do you do it? That needs to come from you. Your personality, what is sustainable for you? What will work for you? See, one thing is like we should know the place where we are located. We decide based on the culture of the customer when to follow. But one more question is like even the other side, the customer, he should not feel irritated when we, you know, follow up. So how to maintain that balance? How do you irritate your friend? How do you maintain that balance? <laughs> Understood. So if we have a good relationship, uh, he'll not feel that as an irritation. Am I right? That's what you mean? Yeah. When you just started dating someone or you just start being interested in someone, do you send them 20 messages a day? No, you freak them out. But if you're married and I don't hear of my husband at least two or three times a day or something, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm. where you have a normal relationship. Always, always take whatever you're doing online to a normal human relationship and evaluate it that way. Remember, mm. it's like if I, we've never met in person, I don't know your family, I don't know anything. So if we meet somewhere and I walk up to you and I scratch your head, you're probably going to freak out, right? It's not normal human relationship. But if you and me have built a friendship over a period of time, and we joke with each other and I come and I scratch your head then, it's probably going to be okay. Where are you in your relationship and what is sustainable for you? Like always take it back to a normal human relationship. It's not rocket science. You know these things already. Yeah. I think the base is a relationship. Definitely. That, that's what I'm saying. So follow up this relationship. How you make yourselves is relationship. It just depends on how you do it. And that's kind of also the differentiating factor for when someone buys from you or not. It is, there's 10 salespeople in a room. That's usually the person that you like and trust and know that you'll purchase from. It's never the product. It's never, ever the product. It is majority of the time. It is the person. Who do I buy this from? Why? It's because the guy made a, we had a relationship. And yes, that relationship can form in 10 minutes. It can form in an hour. It can form in a year. It can form in... How fast do you make friends? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it is your personality. It's very customized. It's very personalized. That's why any sales agent needs to go into a trial and testing period. You go test what works for you. And if you don't get the data out of it, uh, dude, and you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot here. Mm. Yes. So now I want to know how your sales journey has been started. Like, is it by choice or by accident it has happened? The sales journey. I don't think anything is by accident. I really don't think them. you have to decide something somewhere. Everything starts with a decision. So no, it is, you didn't by accident just sit here. You didn't by accident just send me a message. You didn't accidentally do anything. There was a decision behind it. So no, to start a business or to become an expert in a field is a decision. It's micro decisions that you make over a certain period of time. And then you figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. What is a, a good strategy? What isn't a good strategy? How do we pivot? Sometimes you might do something else. I mean, like, you know, Toyota vehicles? Yeah. So Mr. Toyota actually started out as a, a weaver. He tried to make his machine, he tried to develop a weaving machine to create better materials. And that flopped com completely. But then he pivoted that same machine and repurposed that to create the Toyota worldwide global brand that is purchased 
so much over here. So again, that was a decision. It wasn't an accident. Purpose of it might have changed, but it was still a decision that was made. How was the journey overall, the safe journey? Being a woman, is was there any challenges? Yeah. Well, of course, there's always challenges. I mean, but that's life. And that is what you do. And again, it's a decision on how you choose to go about it. You can choose to be offended by something. You can choose to be offense is a decision. It's taken. It's not given. So you can choose what, if you are in a certain situation, how you want to receive it. You can choose to put yourself, yourself even out there to be rejected or not. The point is, it is still a decision. So yeah, that's always it's always always a challenge, and you really really have to become friends with fear because if you don't become friends with fear, you'll never step out and actually do it, and then you stay in your comfort zone. And yes, there is people that's going to be nasty to you. Yes, there are going to be people that just reject you. Yes, you might have a racial thing encountering. This is life. Yes, it's not fair. It isn't fair. The point is still, how much do you want to do it? What is your why? Why do you do this? And that's kind of the reason. So. Yeah, there's challenges. Yes, I also throw pity parties for myself and cry and eat ice cream and then I get up and I do it again. It's life. I'm not going to pretend that everything is just smooth sailing. It's damn hard work. And it does come with a lot of emotional crap and then you're dealing with someone else's stuff as well. But again, what is your why? Why do you do this? If that's strong enough, you overcome these things. I like the word, uh, have a friend with the fear. <laughs> <laughs> You really have to be. Change is the only thing that's really constant. And over this COVID period, we've all realized that. And everyone is scared. It's, it's a normal human reaction. I lost each and every client within 30 days. I was damn scared. Yes, I was. I don't know what to, what to do. I don't know. I had to learn how much milk costs. That's not something that I just wanted to step into. That's challenging. To, and it's a very, very humbling experience to go through that all over again, to rebuild yourself. To re-establish your your identity, to re-establish your security, to re-establish everything that you, that you built before and that was your your safety net. Yeah, make friends with all that scary stuff. I'm not saying horror movies because that's just silly. <laughs> make friends with things that that scare you. Going into a meeting, make friends with, with something that could cause some anxious feelings. That is also a sign of growth. When you do your first presentation, it does get easier. You might always have butterflies before it, but it does get easier. The first time you reach out to someone completely random, sending them an inbox message, thinking that you're a stalker or someone with hidden attentions or whatever, it does get easier. How else are you making sales? How else are you talking to people? When I, well, before COVID, but when I used to train my staff, I used to tell them, now we're going to walk in a mall. And anyone that I point out, you're going to start a conversation with. That, was, that taught them how to get over that fear of just talking. Mm. Even, you know, when I traveled the first time to abroad, the first mm. visit to Paris, I was so afraid. But as you rightly said, unless until you don't start. Yeah, your breakthrough or your comfort zone or whatever you need usually only comes in when you're already chin high into something not so pleasant. That's usually when the breakthrough actually comes. That's when, don't know why it does, but that's usually when it clicks or what, whatever happens. But you have to get into the situations and into those circumstances to learn. And that's also how the follow-up works. You need to be following up yourself to understand what works with your clientele and what doesn't. And as one more point you pointed out is um, you have to accept that the world is like this. There will be problems. There will be challenges. 
I think once you accept, almost 50% of your problem will be gone. <laughs> it's definitely a step in the right direction. Let's put it that way. It is definitely a step in the right direction. But at least you have clarity and at least usually some of the, the anxious or the fearful feelings does subside. For the women audience, like women in sales, like what is that stops them to, you know, to come into sales? You know, what do you think? There are many less women are choosing sales as a career. I don't always agree with that because you look at the, the real estate market, majority of those people in, in sales are female. Maybe the industries, you know, the, the B2B sales, the industries, very less. I don't know because um, when we were speaking offline, I told you about some of the Japanese markets that's all in the heavy industries, heavy machinery industries. Yes, there's very few women in it. However, it does, the sales number speaks for themselves. Females sell a lot more than the males. So a lot of the Japanese companies are currently seeking out female salespeople because they're selling so much better. I just maybe think it's a fear thing again why women don't always just step in or the perception of a boys club or a perception of sexism or whatever the thing is that, that might be the blockage in their own mind. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we established the Superwoman Entrepreneurs Mastermind. And one of our mentors is a breakthrough specialist she breaks through limiting beliefs Suzanne Scarrow is her name so please do go look her up she is phenomenal and join our community to be to meet her and to actually be part of what she does but she helps our community break through those limiting beliefs majority of the time is also a thing that they use and I don't mean this with any disrespect so please don't take it that way but a lot of women use no but it's a boys club or I'm a woman or I can't do this or I don't have enough bandwidth to do this or I have little kids or whatever the thing is and I'm not making this small. These things are really there. But it's also a limiting belief. The limiting belief could have come when you were a kid to say that you're not worthy of this or there could be someone that's that spoke into your life that told you that you are not good enough to do this. And that's the stuff that Suzanne then deals with to break through those limiting beliefs in order to get to where you need to be. Because you can still have little kids and you can still have a challenging marriage, for example, or you can still have other men excluding you from the boys club. These things can still happen, but you no longer believe that you can't do this. You no longer have the, the mindset that this is that you're not good at. It. That's the big difference. Then it becomes easier to handle and then it becomes easier to overcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Even I have one-year-old baby. But still, I'm able to do it's because I believe in myself that uh, anything can be possible. If we have a mindset, we can uh, have it all. Exactly. What do you think? Yeah. No, definitely. I, I believe that every woman should be creating what she really wants. And that's why I created in my consultancy, I created the thing about entrepreneurs to break through the entrepreneurial jail that they create for themselves. And that is literally that thing about Usually entrepreneurs is an entrepreneur because they have a solution for something. They had a problem and now they're a solution or they want to help other people. Majority, that's why entrepreneurs do what they do. They create us, they create solutions to the problems that they face. And they know if they face it, a whole bunch of other people face it as well. When you create the solutions that they do, you create that entrepreneurial jail. And what happens is when you have the solution that you've created, now you've got all these 
platforms to do it on. And usually it grows and it grows and it grows. And it gives you, well, now I can do my book and now I can do this, but oh, now I need a marketing team. And oh, my family is, is have to do this. And I've got this birthday party, but oh, my cat just died. It becomes just so overwhelming. Everything just happens all at once. And then we become sales driven. Then it's like, no, but I need to make money. I need to make money. No, I need to make money. I need to make a sale. I need to make, I need to grow. I need to grow. And then you become attached to your cell phone. You become attached mm-hmm. to your life. You become attached to everything else. And you never have enough time. Everything is overwhelming. You never have enough time. And you never have enough money. Your team is usually paid really well, but you don't have money. That's usually what happens in the beginning when entrepreneurs start out, right? The system with of how to break through the survival trap and this entrepreneurial jail that they've created for themselves to be okay with what is happening, to create time for what is needed, and to create a system to where they are able to either work the same amount of hours or work less, but that the profit still increases. So if you guys go to www.daphnethompson.com, there's my ebook that I'd love for you to have a look. It's how I was able to 8x some of my clients' profits within 12 months. Not revenue, profit. Wow. And this was also a company of an entrepreneur that got so much into operational debt and never had enough time and, and had a massive team and never had enough money to do what they actually wanted to do. I strongly believe that every entrepreneur that takes the risk to do this needs to be rewarded for that risk that they took. You are the most important person in your company. So you need to be rewarded for that. If it wasn't for you, no one else would be. True. Yeah. Now, uh, one question is, like, since we are talking about women in sales, like, we talked about relationship and follow-up. Okay. Do you see that women are good in relationship, good in follow-up, women in sales? If they want to be, yeah. Again, it goes back into to decision. So it doesn't matter what type of personality you are. If you've made a decision and you've created a system that works for you, you'll be excellent at it. Remember, no one can do exactly what you do the way you do it. Yes, there's a whole bunch of women and a whole bunch of men and a whole bunch of other people that do exactly what you do. But no one has your experiences. No one has got your point of view. And no one can do it the way you do it. Wow, profound, yeah. That is the saying, like, each is unique in their own way. No, exactly. But that's exactly what uniqueness is. So there's a lot of similar companies and there's a lot of salespeople. There's there's a lot of similar markets. There's a lot of similarities everywhere. It is. That, that's what it is. That's why there's a market and a demand. But again, the riches really are in the niches. And the niches has how you do it. It's your experience. How do you associate with a certain person? That's why the follow-up is also so crucial that you as sales agent do it yourself first to understand what works, to understand how to go about this. And then only you can hand it off to someone else after you've gotten the proven recipe that works for you and your clients out. Okay. So my question is like um, about you, any daily habits that you follow on, which you suggest us to follow? I really do believe in, in waking up early. I do believe in, in routine. I do believe in waking up, healthy eating you need to prioritize sleep i know that a lot of moms out there say but that's not something i can do and i get it Uh, but i do believe in prioritizing sleep i really do that's when you regenerate that is when you feed yourself again i do believe in taking a day off once a week that is when you are your creativity is being rejuvenized again and you cannot continue with doing what you're constantly doing if you don't rest then there's no time for growth then there's no time for learning and there's no time for creativity. 
So I do strongly believe in, in really taking one day off. And what it means is taking one day off. It doesn't mean lying on the couch and, and vegging. If that is what you want to do, awesome. But it means doing things that has got nothing to do with your business or with your sales. Nothing. So if you are in, in any kind of selling real estate, for example, don't listen to real estate podcasts. Don't watch Netflix's Selling Sunset, for example. Completely detach yourself from what is your business, what is your work. You do need that growth and that mentality and that, that just relaxation. That is how, that's basically how your brain works, to just create more creativity again. And then balance. It, it all sounds really cliche, but yeah, daily balance is good. When you get off work, shut your phone off. Don't look at it. Your client will survive if you only answer him tomorrow morning. Or your client will survive if you answer him an hour later after dinner. What was it? I think it was Napoleon. When a letter came to him, we only opened it two weeks after he received it. Because usually by then the problem has been subsided already. <laughs> okay. So that's my, my habit, really. And of course, I love podcasts and I love reading. So you also need to have a personal development growth mindset. You need to be able to pick up books and, and read it. You need to be surrounding yourself with communities. Superwoman Entrepreneurs is one of the most phenomenal and amazing communities that you could be with. To surround yourself with people that you want to learn from, people that you want to be around. One of my mentors always just said, Garp, he's like, get around the right people. And it is true. You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. That is true. So, And that is mentally, that is emotionally, and that is financially. So just think quickly. Think about the five people that you spend the most time with. You are the average of all of them. And if you don't like what you see, get around the right people. Sometimes, for me personally, that was one of the most difficult things that I ever had to do is let go of certain relationships. Because the relationships, I can't say it was toxic. It was just not where I wanted to go. And I needed to let go of that for me to excel in the place where I want to go. I hope that makes sense. And these are these are very personal things for each person individually. This isn't a, a one fits all. It really is. Look at the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. Do you like what you see? One thing I liked is it's not physically people should be present, the five average. It's also mentally. like The way you watch, yeah. that also matters. That's what you meant, yeah. right? It is. It is. But that is more to do with your personal growth. What I'm specifically focusing on is if the five friends or the five family members that you spend the most time with, how much money is in their bank account? Do you want to have that money in your bank account? If it's yes, then keep going. If it's no, then rethink the, the relationships or the amount of time that you spend there. Listen to what they speak. People tell you exactly what's going on in their life if you just listen. What, what is the amount of negativity that comes out of their, li- their mouth or what is the amount of positivity? That comes out of your mouth. Listen to that. Is that what you want to be? Will that get you to the figure that you have in mind of what you want to receive? If it does, go on. If it doesn't, then don't. Wow. Are they emotionally stable? Do you want to be around that? If they are, then yeah, go for it. If not, then rethink the relationship. Think about the group that you are in. If that is what you want, then go for it. If it's not, upgrade your group. And you only do that by getting around other people like the Superwoman Entrepreneurs Global Mastermind. Wow. That's how you do it. That's a great message. Yeah. So whom you have, if you want to continue the same way, you go for it. Otherwise, you have to upgrade it. Yeah. I think it's with any appliance too. There's new upgrades all the time. Do you want the old version or do you want the new <laughs> one? Great example. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
It is. It's, it's everything is really very simple if you just break it down. It doesn't have to be complicated. And I think what a lot of women really do is they they get so stuck in their mindset of overanalyzing and overthinking that it really is paralysis by analysis. Put it to the side and just do. You will never get anywhere by just thinking. You kind of need to put action to word. That's why I said earlier, you usually only get your breakthrough. You usually only get to the place where that shift or that pivot happens when you're already chin deep into whatever it is that you're in. Unless until you don't take actions, how do you know whether it is working out for you or not? Exactly. Exactly. So the end of the show, what is one thing which is secret of your success? I am religious, so I truly give all my talents back to God. Um, wow. That is that is true. It does, like I said, faith without any action means nothing. So if you don't physically take action of what you believe in, you can't put the super onto my natural. Okay. So any podcast, any book, do you want to suggest? Well, yeah, of course. I would love for each and every one out there to please join our community, Superwoman Entrepreneurs Global Mastermind. It is a community of global women all across the world. They are UK, Canada, Australia, Japan, states of African. Please join our community, womanentrepreneurs.com. It is a six-month mastermind where you get access to all of the online training that all the women are getting, as well as weekly coaching sessions and weekly masterminds where you have the opportunity to bring your problems that you have in your business to the table, and we are all there to help you solve it. This is what I really want each and every woman to be part of. And of course, if you need more personal assistance, www.daphnethompson.com. I would love to be part of your journey and assist you in consulting you in the best way to put systems and follow-ups in place in order to reach your goals. Other than website, uh, sorry, and break that entrepreneurial jail. The link www.superwomanentrepreneurs.com and www.daphnethompson.com. Great. So other than website, uh, any other way they can reach you out or they can, they get everything in the website? They do get everything on the website, but you can also reach out to me at Instagram, which is daphnethompson2901, Facebook, LinkedIn. Just Google me. I'm not a woman of mystery. You'll find me. (laughs) Okay. Thanks a lot. A lot of uh, insights on relationship, follow-ups, mindset. Well, it's great to meet you and thank you so much for the opportunity and the privilege to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sell Like Her podcast. Do subscribe and share so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening to successful women's stories. Let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales. Meet you in the next episode. Until then, bye. Take care.